Welcome to the Christ the King podcast. I am Pastor Michael McGinley of Christ the King Lutheran Church, located right here in Spencer, Iowa, and we are a congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Now, this last Sunday, the congregation held a special worship service that celebrated its 40th anniversary, Christ the King 40 years ago, on October 17, 1982, held its first divine service. And to celebrate this special occasion, Christ the King invited its first pastor, actually its first vicar and pastor, the Reverend Dennis Bourne, to come preach. And so in this podcast, that's who you will hear preach, the Reverend Dennis Bourne, who was kind enough to come down here with his wife and his family and we had a fantastic time with him. Likewise invited was the son of the congregation, the Reverend Caleb Stover. You'll hear him in the podcast uh, help officiate with the readings and the prayers. Now, what I try to do with this podcast is to take as much from the service and to splice it into the podcast. And if I could have, I would have taken the entire service from the beginning hymn to the closing hymn and just put it up on here. But the audio doesn't quite work that way. The reason being is the pastors, we like to turn our microphones on and off during the service, especially when another is speaking. And because of that, the entire service didn't get recorded. So instead, we still put it in a matins format like we usually do. And the parts that I could take from the service, I put in here. Now, unfortunately, Reverend Stover, he had a couple readings that didn't get picked up. Actually, I think it was the Old Testament reading that didn't get picked up on his microphone. So I had to re-record that. But we had a fantastic time with Pastor Bourne and his family, Pastor Stover and his family, and all the and all the members of Christ the King and many members that you many people who used to be members of Christ the King that came back for the weekend. It was a beautiful service and one that we're glad that we were able to record and offer in this podcast. Now the opening hymn for Sunday was Lift High the Cross, a very important hymn for this congregation because it was sung after Christ the King's building was built. And they sung this hymn when the cross was brought in and installed in our sanctuary. Unfortunately, that hymn is copyrighted and so is the tune. So I'm not able to put it in the podcast. So if you would rather at home, if you're using this podcast for your devotion, if you'd rather the opening hymn be Lift High the Cross, please open up your LSB, your Lutheran Service Book, and sing that hymn. Otherwise, we had to substitute for it. So what is next is the Matin Service for the 40th Anniversary of Christ the King.
O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. Holiness becometh thine house, O Lord. With a holy worship, let us worship Christ the Lord, the Bridegroom of the Church. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is his also. It is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, Never shall be world without end. Amen. Holiness becometh thine house, O Lord. With a holy worship, let us worship Christ the Lord, the Bridegroom of the Church.
How awesome is this place. This is none other that, but the house of God. How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. How awesome is this place. This is none other but than the house of God. The Old Testament lesson for the 40th anniversary of Christ the King Lutheran Church is written in the 8th chapter of the second book of the Kings, beginning at the 22nd verse. Solomon stood before the Lord's altar in the presence of all the assembly of Israel and spread out his hands toward heaven. And he said, O Lord, the God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven above or on earth beneath, who keeps covenant and loving kindness with your servants, who walk before you with all their heart, who has kept with your servant David, my father, that which you promised him. Yes, you spoke with your mouth and have fulfilled it with your hand as it is today. Now, therefore, May the Lord, the God of Israel, keep with your servant David, my father, that which you have promised him, saying, There shall not fail from you a man in my sight to sit on the throne of Israel, if only your children take heed to their way to walk before me as you have walked before me. Now therefore, God of Israel, please let your word be verified, which you spoke to your servant David, my father. But will God in very deed dwell on the earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens can't contain you. How much less this house that I have built. Yet have respect for the prayer of your servant and for his supplication, the Lord my God, to listen to the cry and to the prayer which your servant prays before you today, that your eyes may be open toward this house night and day, even toward the place of which you have said, My name shall be there to listen to the prayer which your servant prays toward this place. Listen to the supplication of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place. Yes, here in heaven, your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God.
epistle lesson is from the Revelation to St. John, the 21st chapter. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, and he will dwell with him, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall no more, neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more. For the former things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. This is the word of the Lord. This place was made by God, a priceless mystery. It is without reproof. O God, before whom stands the choir of angels, give ear to the prayers of your servants. Thank you. 
has done great things for us and we are filled with joy enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise for the lord is good and his love endures forever his faithfulness continues through all generations praise the lord praise god in his sanctuary Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works. So that no one may boast. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, Strengthened in the faith as you were taught. Let us not become weary in doing good. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Then we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will praise you forever. From generation to generation, we will proclaim your praise. Now to him The Gospel verse. Alleluia, I will worship toward thy holy temple. And praise thy name for thy loving kindness, for thy truth. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the sixth chapter. Jesus said to his disciples, why do, you call me good? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose, 
The stream broke against the house and could not shake it, because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. This is the gospel of our Lord. When the temple was dedicated, the people sang praises, and sweet in their mouths was the sound thereof. The Lord's house is established in the top of the mountains, and all nations shall flow unto it, and sweet in their mouths was the sound thereof. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, and sweet in their mouths was the sound thereof. Good morning. Good morning. How is everybody this morning? Praise the Lord. There we go. One or two people knew what I wanted to have for a response. Good morning. How is everybody? Blessed in the Lord. How many times did we hear that the first uh, 13 years of this church? That was our greeting every, every Sunday morning, almost every service. I would ask that question. People respond, blessed in the Lord. Now, what is today? 40 years celebration. So how is everybody today? Blessed, blessed in the Lord. Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Our gospel message today is the basis for my message this morning uh, from uh, Luke chapter 6. I want to read that again just r real quickly here. As for everyone who comes to me, Jesus said, and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They're like a man building a house 
who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my voice and does not put them into practice is like a man who built his house without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Sounds pretty harsh, huh? Sounds pretty blessed, huh? Let's pray as we begin our message this morning. Gracious Father, you have graced Christ the King Lutheran Church with 40 years of great blessings. And we're here this morning to celebrate with great praise and, and great thanksgiving. And so now, Lord, speak through me that which you would have us all here to empower, to encourage, and to invigorate these great people here this morning for the next 40 years and beyond. We pray through Jesus. Amen. Yesterday afternoon, as uh, Jeanette and I drove into town, my wife and I drove into town, we drove around the city a little bit, remembering places <clears throat> where we had been and uh, things that we had done and seen. We started at the north end of town because that's where we came in. We drove by the Clay County Fairgrounds, biggest uh, county fair in the world, as I understand it. Hadn't changed much. Wasn't much change there. We drove downtown, through the downtown. Quite a bit has changed there. A lot of, there were quite a few businesses still familiar. We drove past the houses we lived in and this, when we first got here. Uh, the schools, Lincoln across the street. The middle school has changed, right? It's apartment building, apartment building, I think it is. Where's the middle school? Is where, by the soft? Ballparks, out on the east side then? Okay, south of the, uh, the high school? North of the high school. Oh, we did not see it, okay. Anyway, uh, we uh, drove then down to South End, saw Menards and Walmart. Changes. Lots of things have changed in the last few years. We came by here yesterday afternoon and it was all familiar. The Hinkle dies. Look at this great, beautiful furniture in here. And the trim and all of that. Bev is here this morning and I just sat beside her and cried. Sorry if I don't get through this. Sat beside Kaylin this morning and cried. We both cried. And he said something about, what did you say? Uh, God's grace has blessed this place or something like that. And then I saw your banner. What's your banner say? The last line or so, I think. I can't see it on this side. God is faithful. We're going to sing that Great is Thy Faithfulness at the end of this today. Over the years, God has been so faithful. Then I come here this morning and see so many, so many familiar faces. I'm terrible at names. I always was. So I've, you know, but I saw a lot of familiar faces. Now, longer foreheads and, and different colored hair and a few wrinkles. Man, I'm glad I haven't changed, you know? Just, oh. 
40 years has a way of aging all of us and it has a way of, of changing us. Some of you know, some of you don't know me, obviously, uh, and that's a good thing for you. But uh, I was a school teacher before I went to the seminary and became a pastor and I often gave quizzes and tests. So I want to give you a quiz this morning. Kids, are you ready? Kids, I want, you to, I want you to help me this morning, all right? How long did Moses lead the Israelites in the wilderness from, uh, from Egypt to the time they got to the uh, Promised Land? How long? 40 years. Yeah, you can, just, you can just belt it out. 40 years. How long was Noah and his family and the pairs of animals in the ark during the rainstorm, how long was the rainstorm? Leah, 40 days, very good, and nights too, by the way. Uh, how long was Jesus in the wilderness after he was baptized, you know, when Satan tempted him? Any more, any other answers? 40. Must have been 40, 40 years? 40 days, 40 days. Uh, how long ago was it when the 40 original members of Christ the King Lutheran Church were called the Holy Rollers because they worshipped in the roller skating rink in the south end of town? How long ago was that? 40 years. 40. That's not biblical, that last one, but... As you can see, and I, didn't, I had more quiz questions here, but you passed them all, so... You, you're doing good here. They, they knew all the answers. All right. So 40, biblically speaking, is a very significant number. It, uh, it represents change. It represents transition. It represents, uh, you know, it's this idea of renewal, a new beginning, and so on. And so 40 years has great significance for you all here this morning. Because it represents some of those things. Transition, change, renewal, new beginnings. And this in no way implies that what you're doing today is not good or whatever. It's just, it's different. It's you've changed. It's going to change in the future. That's just the way it's going to be. So, Scott, are you willing to turn on your gadget there this morning? Uh, let's see what's going to happen here today. Okay, you want to hit the lights for a minute? This will only be off for a few seconds. What do you see? You see a line. Look around. You can all look around. You can, you can turn around in church and look in the back if you want to. It's not in the back ball. It's vaguely, ooh, the cross line. Oh, yeah, there it is. Right here. That line is made by a laser level. Some of you know what a laser level is. It represents, <clears throat> it represents something that's straight and flat and even. And it goes all the way around this sanctuary, all the way around this church, all the way around these people here. You can flip the light back up. I need to see my manuscript. <laughs> But anyway, what it represents is, and Scott would use that if he were starting a new building. 
He would use that to make sure that the foundation is flat and even and probably not square, but that's what he would, would use that for. Uh, I don't know if you can see this. There's a bubble in there. This is my dad's. He used this, and he used this, a framing square. He built a big barn on the farm I lived on when I was a kid. He used the level, he used the square, he used, uh, he used other tools, obviously, but he used these for the barn, the chicken house, the hog shed, the, the machine shop, the double garage he built, other things he built. He used these, why? To make sure to start with that the foundation is level and firm and solid and even. All the way around. Can we see the, do you still have, yeah, you still have it on. Can you, you barely see the line. Maybe you can't see the line. It's still there. That line, in effect, has no beginning. It has no end. It's, it's consistently the way it is, okay? So, you know, I remember when this church was built, I think 38 years ago, Vern Hinkledye came over after, uh, after uh, work one day, as I recall, and he, they had just poured the foundation. I think it was for the addition. I don't think it was for this, this, but it was for the addition. And he measured the diagonals. You know, when you do that, I used to teach math, you, teach, you, you measure the diagonals of, of a rectangle or a square, and if it's, I'll just say, 40 feet, 3 and 3 eighths, 40 feet, 3 and 3 eighths, what do you know? It's square, it may not be a square, but the angles, the, the corners are 90 degrees, perfectly. Well, he measured it, and you know what he found? One of the foundation walls was like 16 inches, 14, 16 inches out of square. Needless to say, the contractor had some expensive repair work to do when, when that happened. What was the song we just sang a little bit ago? The church is one. Foundation is Jesus Christ, her Lord. The church is one foundation. How many foundations are there? One. Only one is needed. Jesus Christ, her Lord. You know, I've been teaching a Bible class in the church we're attending off in uh, Woodbury, a suburb there, kind of a Minneapolis, uh, uh, St. Paul area. Anyway, a topic of the biblical worldview, and I've been using some findings from George Barna. Uh, I don't know if you do any of his studies or anything, but he does, he does some studies on churches and uh, uh, application in the churches and so on. And uh, <clears throat> this particular study that he did here was basing it on uh, the religious beliefs and the behavior of Americans. And, and uh, how, how he found that they, they intertwine culture and, and, and beliefs, but they often butt heads, as we know. And, and what he's saying is, is, how do we make our decisions? Upon what do we base our decisions in life? And he was saying here that 
there are lots of things that influence it. What, what influences you as you make decisions? Does, does television influence you at all? Does your television, does, does your phone, uh, websites, uh, social media? How about politics? Now that election is coming here in about, what is it, three weeks or something like that? Uh, do we, are we, <laughs> how about our parents and the upbringing? As old as we get, my dad's and mom's upbringing, teaching, affect how I make decisions. What about our Bibles? What about God's Word? Do you know what Barna found? Yuck, that's right. What he found was that 6% of the American adult population base their decision-making on God's Word. 6%. In other words, 94% do not have Jesus Christ as their firm foundation. What do you think it is for those who claim to be Christian? What percent do you think base their decisions on the Bible? Any guesses? 9%. That means that in this group right here, one out of 11 of us, one out of 11 of us base our decisions on God's word. I would pray it's a lot more than that here at Christ the King. But you see what's going on in our world around us. You see where the foundation is. You see how television and social media and politics and whatever else affects how we think and how we act. And that's not what God wants for us in our lives. But you know what? There's good news for us. Because we have a contractor who is more than willing and able to come in and straighten things out and make things right and make things square again. And the greater news is, is that he's already done that. 2,000 years he came to Jerusalem and he suffered and died on the cross with those things that make us out of square. And that's, that's awesome. Our master carpenter has come here to Spencer, Iowa. He's come here 40 years ago to Christ the King Lutheran Church. And he's... He's made us perfectly level and straight and even with his red blood. And we're so blessed. You're so blessed. He's made everything right. And so, friends, the sad part of this is you and I are all not, we were, we're out of square because we're all sinners. But because of Jesus Christ, He's made us square. Y'all like to be called square? That <laughs> used to have kind of a negative connotation, right? But we're, we're okay. We're fine. It reminds us, this red line that reminds us. I wish we could leave this up all the time. Can you leave that up, Scott, every Sunday and turn it no. But anyway, it represents how level we are and how true and how great we are because we have the foundation of Jesus Christ. He was here 40 years ago. He's here today, this morning. He'll be here until the last person turns out the lights at the end of time. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's why we're here this morning to celebrate. Celebrate. Y'all like celebrations? Are celebrations good? Absolutely. How many of your kids like your birthday, birthday parties? Yeah, we like birthday parties. Absolutely. Why? 
Well, because friends bring us gifts, right? And that reminds us that others love us. Well, does God give us gifts? Yeah. Yeah. How about wedding anniversaries? It reminds us of how God has blessed us through all the years we've been married, right? Those are celebrations. Those are good times. And this is, this is what Christ the King, what you all are doing here this morning. But some are going to say, well, that's, that's the past. Forty years ago when this place got started and down through the years, the 40 years, that's past. Let's forget about the past. Let's get on with the future. Well, yes, the past is past. But what do we do with the past? We learn from the past, right? And with God's help, his help, his doing, we, we are, we're corrected. We, we, those things that are out of square, are unsquare foundations, we, we fix them with God's help. So what about today? Let me ask you all a question. Where is Christ the King Lutheran Church today? Is it where you want it to be? Where do you think God wants it to be and wants you to be? Last summer, a, a year ago, <clears throat> Jeanette and I uh, went back to the farm place in Nebraska where I was raised. And I had this vision. I had this kind of a dream of taking my kids, Rico's here this morning, and, and my grandkids back to the farm to see how it was. Go back and maybe play in the haymow, jump on the haystacks out behind the barn, play out in the shelter belt behind the, behind the buildings. Go upstairs and see where my brother and my bedroom was and my sister's bedroom across the hall and how cold it was those winter mornings. Oh, man. But you know what we found? There was nobody there. Nobody living there anymore. The doors of the house were locked. Windows were broken. Part of the roof was missing, and so the house was obviously leaking. Some of the buildings were gone. It wasn't the same. What was once full of life and full of vigor was, was abandoned, dilapidated. And I cried. I cried. I couldn't bring my grandkids to that place. It wasn't the same. Won't it be great for you all here in 40 years to see what it's like here? Won't that be great? Where do you want this church to be in 40 years? My old homestead needed some maintenance. New roof, new windows, new paint, new life. It needed some rejuvenation, some upgrading, and again, some new life. So again, my question to you is, is where is Christ the King Lutheran Church right now? It looks to me like it's doing fine. You've got a fine young pastor here. Uh, where's your wife? Over there. There. And I understand four kids, four and a half kids. Yeah, awesome. And there are other kids here helping me answer some questions with my quiz. Awesome. That's new life. 
It's different life. And most of all and best of all, you've got still always this solid red line. Through it all, you've got a solid foundation. And you all know what the mission of this church is, I assume. In case you don't, here it is. Constitution, your Constitution, Article 2 says this, the purpose of this congregation shall be, first of all, to give honor and glory to the triune God. Secondly, to carry out his will. That's the biblical worldview I was talking about. How does God want us to live and act? So that's the second part of your Constitution. Third part, to proclaim the gospel message of Jesus Christ to all the world. And there, it went on. But that's, those are, to me, give glory to God, give glory to God, carry out his will. It's his church, right? It's not your church. Sorry, it's not your church, Pastor. It's not, it never was my church. My point is, is it's God's church. And the third thing is to proclaim the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Now, I know you all can't go to the ends of the world. Only Kalin could do that. He went to Russia and Latvia here uh, uh, in 19, uh, 30 years ago. So that's what God wants for your church here. Remember what he told his disciples just before he ascended into heaven, last, last uh, verses of Matthew? Go and make disciples of all nations. How? Two ways. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's the foundation. And then what? Teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded. There's the biblical worldview. Teaching them to obey everything. And then what was the promise at the end? I will be with you always to the end of the age. Question for you. For how many of you is Jesus with, is, is Jesus with you personally? Raise your hand. Is Jesus with you? Okay, about half. You got work to do, Pastor. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus is with all of you. Okay? You know that. He's with you. He's with Christ the King Lutheran Church here. <clears throat> uh, you know, I, I have a, I've kind of had a uh, Acts 1-8. It's kind of a theme verse of my ministry through the years. I'm retired now. But Acts 1-8 says this, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. How many of you have the Holy Spirit in you right now? Raise your hand. How many of you have the Holy Spirit? Okay, I think most of you do. More of you have the Holy Spirit than you have Jesus. You've got to work on that. Yeah, you, you have that. And you know, uh, <clears throat> you've got the Holy Spirit with you. And you've got the power. And you are witnesses here in, in Spencer, in Clay County, in Iowa, and to the ends of the earth. And you've got the power to do that. And you've got the might to do, to do all of that. You know, there's one other thing that looks familiar as I come into this church. I taught God's Word, and the, and the Sunday school teachers did, and the VBS teachers, and whatever, 40 years ago. And I'm sure that's exactly the case today. The Word is preached today the same as it was then. Has the word changed? Go like this. 
I want to wake you up. Come on, go like this, real hard. Okay, no, the word has not changed. Elijah, the word has not changed. You're, 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 you're going to get it. I'm t- he's my grandson. So, so it, it's not changed in the 40 years. So with Jesus being with you <clears throat> personally and with Christ the King Lutheran Church, with the Holy Spirit being with you and with Christ, Christ the King Lutheran Church and with the Word of God being with you personally and with the church, you've got it made. You've got it made in, for the future here. It's, it's the same. You're in good hands. Therefore, and I quote Paul now, Philippians chapter 2, as I wrap, wrap this up in 10 more minutes. Therefore, Paul says, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, any of you united with Christ? Yeah, we've got encouragement from being united with Christ. If any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, and you share the Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit's presence with you. Then he says, if you have any tenderness and compassion for each other and for those around, around you who is not yet part of God's family, if you have any, have any tenderness and compassion, then he says this, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, and being one in spirit and of one mind. Again, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the Word. That's all you need. That's all you need. They're, they're your new paint. That's the new, the, the new roof, the new shingles, the new whatever, the, 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 the reju- rejuvenation, the new life. That's, that's it. That's what you have. So friends, keep it up. Keep it up. And would you all do me a favor? Invite me back in 40 years so that I can come and visit this place and visit you and visit your grandkids. Is that a deal? Okay. Pardon? Bring your urn. All right, Clayton. Seriously. May God bless you. You as a congregation, you as a pastor, as you work together with a common love. Sorry. You've got the power. You've got the presence. You've got the red line. What more do you need? What what, what more do you need, huh? You've got it. Make it happen, folks. Amen? Amen. One last thing. If, if I don't see you in 40 years, I'll see you where? On the other side. I'll see you in heaven, folks. Let's pray. <sighs> Loving Father, what a fun time it is to be here this morning to celebrate. We celebrate your being here. We celebrate your son being here with his foundation. We celebrate your spirit being here with his power and his presence. And Lord, we celebrate because you're
grace-filled, forgiveness-filled, love-filled word is here. And so uh, we thank you, Lord, for the founding fathers and mothers and their vision 40 years ago, which is still lasting today. And so may today's celebration, Lord, continue for another 40 years of visioning and then for an eternity of celebration. We pray through Jesus. Amen. Amen. Redeemed with thy precious.
O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who year by year renews for us the dedication day of this, your holy temple, and always brings us again in safety to these sacred rites. Hear the prayers of your people and grant that whatever enters this temple to ask blessings of you may rejoice in obtaining all that he asks. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, 
from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise, and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with us all. Amen.